This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. It's global. It's global sodomization. And you're compelled to be included. Whether you want to or not, you're compelled to be concluded. Or you just might be selected out of society. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And it may seem, on the one hand, that perhaps this is, doesn't seem to be relevant because you currently are not included, but you soon will be. If not, you will be. And so we are going to talk today, again, about the sexual seduction, not only of the Union, but of the world. The U.N. chief, Secretary General Antonio Guterres, warned today that the world is in a life-or-death struggle for survival. Now, what he was talking about was global climate chaos. He was calling for massive climate change. He was saying that the whole world is in a life-and-death struggle Because we have allowed an environmental catastrophe to take place that is going to threaten, it is a life-or-death struggle for the safety and survival of all peoples on the planet. May I suggest to you that what's happening in the sexual seduction of the world, the sodomization of the world, is far more risky and far greater than any of the so-called alleged climate change that people can do very little about. But what we can do something about, if we had the will and the desire, is to restore biblical morality in our world, in our our, uh, nation, in our congregations, and yes, in our families and schools and our countries. We could do that. But the will to do that just doesn't seem to be present. And so today on Viewpoint, we're about to see some pretty dramatic illustrations of what this sodomization, global sodomization, looks like. Maybe we should start with the FBI. Maybe we should start with the Texas Republican Representative, Louis Gohmert. Louis Gohmert came out and declared uh, yesterday that whistleblower reports coming to him cause him to compare the FBI to Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, we have not heard this kind of report before. We've heard about the disingenuousness. We've heard about the deception. We've heard about lying. We've heard about uh, the FBI doing things that they were not supposed to be doing, exceeding the scope of their privilege, and so on. But this is taking it to another level. Representative Goldberg says, uh, said on Saturday that he's hearing from more FBI agents and people in the Justice Department almost every day. He said, and they're talking about the corruption 
and the way in which the Department of Justice and the FBI are being manipulated and used to intimidate. But that's not all. He said, at the same time, if you're involved in sexual improprieties, well, then, for your benefit, you need to be on the top floor of the FBI, where the command center is because they seem to get away with things that the rank-and-file field agents don't. And Gomer says, it's not only the FBI, it's in the DOJ, the Department of Justice. He likens what he's hearing to Sodom and Gomorrah. So much for increasing our trust in the law enforcement agency that's supposed to be was uh, the one to ultimately guard the American people in our elections, now becoming sodomized. But that's not all, friends. It's all over the world. It's in America, but it's everywhere. On September 21st, during a hearing in Congress on the pro-trans and abortion law, Spain's Minister of Equality called pedophilia a right. Her name is Irene Montero, and she shocked her politicians, her fellow politicians, when she chose sexual deviance over minors and declared, quote, children should have the right to have sexual relations with whomever they want as long as they consent, unquote. The country's parliament had passed a controversial new sexual freedom law focusing on consent recently. The socialist-led government's idea is to lower the age of consent from 16 to 12, which would further pave the way for pedophiles. The leader of the Vox Party there in Spain, Santiago Abascal, believes that the minister, the the Spanish minister uh, Montero, this is not a Christian minister or a spiritual minister, this is a political minister, minister of equality, she calls herself, is promoting pederasty. He says it's an international scandal. This is corruption of minors and apology for pedophilia. He said, Ms. Montero reveals the hidden parts of gender ideology, the hypersexualization of minors, and the promotion of sexual acts between minors and adults, corrupting their innocence. And, amazingly, her statements are not an isolated case among left-wing feminists, particularly those who are strongly leaning socialists and even communists. What's going on? How has the world come to this place? Those kinds of activities were heretofore seen as far out, something you would not talk about. How about bestiality? A bunch of guys recently were caught and they were confessing to all of their uh, Uh, promiscuity with a variety of different animals. What is causing people to do these things? What is causing uh, this drift or run or race toward not only promiscuity, but sodomy and every other perversion? That's the question. What is causing this? 
And what is the remedy? What is causing it? And what is the remedy? Let's let those questions hover over the rest of our conversation here on Viewpoint, because our viewpoint does determine destiny. These things are not just isolated things. When Spain, just a couple of years ago, decided to give human rights to chimpanzees and gorillas, we were well on our way to the very thing that's just happened there in Spain. Spain's Minister of Equality. Well, if gorillas and chimpanzees can have sex with their kids, why not humans? I mean, after all, aren't we all the same? We're just evolutionary products, aren't we? Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station, or anytime at saveus.org. it is to join you here daily on Viewpoint to confront the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. We're not here just to recite news or information. We're not here to be sensationalists. We're here to present the authority of God and his word as it applies to the issues of our time so that you and I will not just be informed but have the potential to be transformed by the applying of the Word of God. You see, God never commanded us to be informed. We repeat this over and over again here on Viewpoint. God never commanded us to be informed, but rather to be transformed, didn't he? Now, that being the case, why is it we don't have more transformation? Why is it we're obese with information whether secularly or among Christians, but we have very little transformation, at least positive transformation, at least biblical, at least Christian transformation, godly transformation. Why is that? Because there's very little application. That's why. People are afraid of biblical application. Pastors, really, I tell you, They are afraid of biblical application. They will only go so far, and then they'll stop. They just won't go to the difficult places of application. Why? Because they're afraid. They're afraid of the people in the pews. They're afraid you'll vote with your feet. They're afraid you'll get upset. They're afraid that you won't put your $2.50 or $3.50 in the plate this week. It's true. And so we have precious little genuine application of the word of God. Jesus said, if you will continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. By the way, it doesn't say set you free. It says make you free. 
You have to continue to apply it. The truth will make you free if you apply it and walk in it. So the problem that we have, even among professing Christians, which should be, if we're the light of the world and if we're the salt of the earth, we should be forming a kind of a a moral and spiritual wall that is standing in the gap, like the thumb of the dike, so to speak, keeping the assault of sexual promiscuity, sodomization, all of the promiscuity and perversion should be being held back. But it's not. It's being progressively accepted within even our evangelical churches, even among pastors. I know it's hard to believe, but it is true. And so, where does this leave us then? Here is a so-called gay pastor, Brandon Robertson. He opposes traditional biblical theology while installing himself as a biblical scholar and theologian. He is an advocate for sexual immorality. This is not Pat Robertson, by the way. It's Brandon Robertson. No relationship to, to my knowledge. Robertson is an advocate for sexual immorality and teaches that premarital sex is good and healthy. Now, you might want to know that this fellow Robertson writes for a major Baptist publication called Baptist News Global. He argues that unless you support government-funded anti-HIV pills that allow gays to have sex without the risk of catching AIDS, then you aren't truly a Christian. Notice, if you don't buy into global sodomization, then you either must be compelled to be included if you're going to call yourself a Christian, or you're the odd man out and should never be considered again, certainly not as a Christian, and therefore you have no qualifying right to continue in the society. This is where it's going. The global sodomization compelled to be included. This is not about inclusion, it's about exclusion. It's about compelling every man, woman, and child to buy into the new sexual norm, which is anti-moral, anti-biblical, and far more serious than that, anti-God. It is the shaking of the fist against the God of creation, because after all, these folk don't really consider that we're made in the image of God. We actually evolved, and therefore we should have the right to do as we feel, whenever we feel like it, however we feel, and without impunity, without any kind of oversight or criticism by anyone else, besides which the New Asers say you are becoming God. You're the, you have Christ in you, not by virtue of being born again, but you have the cosmic Christ in you, and you're becoming more and more like Christ, and therefore every single person on the planet who embraces that view is God. God in the making. 
And if you're God and you're God in the making, then you have no right to criticize anybody else because they're God too. And you have to respect what they say. If they want to be be involved in sexual perversion, pederasty, bestiality, homosexuality, uh, premarital sex, whatever it happens to be, then you have to be of a mind and a heart to approve it. And if you don't, you can't be included in the developing society, the new global society. You therefore must be excluded or, as the New Agers say, selected out. If you'd like to know a little bit more about that New Age thinking uh, as it relates to uh, Messiah, messianic thinking, you might want to get a hold of my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. It's not a book about sex. It's a book about how people think. And if people really believe that they're becoming God, then if everybody's becoming God, then everybody has a right and authority to act according to their own will, and you have to approve it. And if you don't, then you're resisting God, because we're all gods. You see the thinking. This is an amazing kind of thinking. And as you read my book, Messiah, your eyes are going to be opened. And you're going to see how utterly and totally deceptive and seductive the amalgamation or syncretism of all of these various kinds of belief systems is going to lure or is already luring the entire globe into the underlying religious thinking for a new world order, a new global order. It's pretty amazing. But here is this fellow, Brandon Robertson, openly practicing homosexuality, claims to be a pastor and a biblical theologian, and is advocating for sexual immorality and teaching that premarital sex is good and healthy. Well, in 1997, U.S. News and World Report came out with a cover story. It was called, this was the front cover of a major news magazine, friends, Premarital Sex. That was the title. And then the subtitle, The Sin Americans Wink At. That was the feature article of this major news magazine. U.S. News and World Report. 1997, friends. Four years after we formed Save America Ministries. Premarital sex, the sin Americans wink at. Mm -hmm. Now here are the facts. Because it's not just about homosexuality. This is about a wholesale capitulation to sexual immorality, perversion, promiscuity at every level. Over 90% of Americans, men and women alike, admit to having had premarital sex. Over 90%. The Guttmacher Institute 
study of more than 38,000 men and women revealed that 99% of the respondents had sex by age 44 and 95% had sex before marriage. Even among those who abstained until age 20, 80% had premarital sex by the age of 44. In other words, it's almost universal. So, is Brandon Robertson correct when he says, hey, there's no problem with premarital sex? In fact, uh, this is a given. Sexual immorality, there is no such thing. And why is it that the writers of this feature article in U.S. News and World Report in 1997 could not find any significant major Christian culture warrior who was willing to speak on the issue and give a quote to them for the article? Not one. May I suggest to you why that is? Because they knew That is, those leaders knew that U.S. News and World Report was onto something and that the majority of their constituents, professing Christians, were promiscuous. They knew that. And so they didn't want to make a statement because it would cost them at the bottom line. They'd lose money for their ministry or for their culture warrior project. So the reality is, in the culture wars, we want to focus on everything other than what pertains to us. That's really the reality. So, I want to... uh, direct your attention to our website. It's been a while since I've done this. Uh, We have not updated this particular uh, fact sheet since 2017, but the facts remain as bad or worse than those that are set forth in that fact sheet. I urge you to go there. It's called Sexual Seduction of the Union. It's on our website, saveus.org. A Sexual Portrait of American Life. It's multi-paged. I believe it's five pages. It's an amazing compendium. We put a tremendous amount of effort and time into putting this together. And you're going to you're going to have a heart fill, an eyeful and a heart full of concern as you read it. It's going to help you to understand why we are really in the trouble we're in. It's not about them, friends. It's about us. It's about God's own house. The sexual seduction, not only of the union, but of God's people. Right there on the website, saveus.org, title of the fact sheet, Sexual Seduction of the Union. Now, believe it or not Virgin Airways what a name Virgin Atlantic Airways has launched an ad campaign as of last Wednesday highlighting the company's new 
uniform policy allowing men to wear skirts, along with several other new transgender-related policies. I'm looking at the display picture that they used in their new uniform policy. It's um, very troubling. The company's new ad features men in women's uniforms and several people who wear appear to be transgender dancing on a red carpet and giving interviews about the company's LGBTQ inclusivity. The airline who introduced optional pronoun pins employees can wear on their uniforms, mandatory inclusivity training. Notice mandatory inclusivity training. So you're ex- excluded if you don't purposely include yourself. In other words, you're compelled to be included. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. seduction not only of the union but of the entire world global sodomization where everyone is compelled to be included and if you don't feel good about being included then you are automatically excluded and are not worthy actually to be considered part of the new acceptable society that's where it's all going that's the purpose of the, you, you become part of the cancel culture mentality. Virgin Atlantic Airways apparently isn't virginal at all, just the opposite. And so they're advancing the cause of uh, sexual freedom, sexual promiscuity, transgenderism, homosexuality, the whole kit and caboodle. They've even come up with gender-neutral passports to use their gender codes and titles. The company described its new policy as a fluid approach, which allows any employee to wear any uniform they police, regardless of their sex or gender identity. And the airline also allows time off for medical procedures related to gender transitions and allows the use of changing facilities and showers based on one's gender identity rather than restricting those facilities on the basic basis of sex. Fluid. Mm-hmm. No distinguishing between male and female. God said 
from the beginning. He made humankind, and he made them male and female, and he made them male and female for the ability to reproduce. Go and replenish the earth. Homosexuals cannot do that. Lesbians cannot do that. No, can't do that. This is an in-your-face attack on the creation ordinance of God and on God himself. It is part of the great end-time rebellion. Now, you may wonder, well, why all these transgender surgeries, why all these transgender switchings among young people? Our next article focuses on transgender surgeries on minors embraced by media after vehement denials. And Friday, article came out after legacy media outlets recently dedicated several so-called back checks and articles to debunking claims that children's hospitals were performing transgender surgeries on minors. None other than the New York Times has admitted what many suspected all along, these types of surgeries are indeed taking place nationwide. In an extensive article titled, quote, More Trans Teens Are Choosing Top Surgery, unquote, the newspaper not only confirmed that these gender-affirming surgeries are taking place on patients as young as 13, but essentially cast them in a positive light while acknowledging the limited studies on the topic provide outcomes that are spotty at best. Why are these things taking place? What is causing this rampant change among young people and teenagers thinking that there's some other sex? Well, I'm going to throw out a couple of ideas here. One the divorce culture. We have gone through now two generations of the divorce culture. About 25, 30 years apiece. In fact, really more than that, because it began in the late 1960s. So it's actually, well, it's about 50 years. Two generations. Now, what's the effect of that? The effect of it is that young people, girls, are not being properly sexualized in the context of a man and a woman in a household. There's chaos. There's uncertainty in who they are. Their identity now becomes confused because their family core is confused. We'd like to pretend How many times during my law practice in Los Angeles did I hear judges say, well, just you mom and dad, just get mature here. Uh, Your kids can handle it out. You just need to uh, try to deal peaceably with this situation. No. That was a false statement that those judges had to say. The kids are not just working it out. They're working it out in terms of homosexual behavior and lesbianism. They're working it out in terms of transgenderism. That is the root of it, friends. 
We can we can play games all we want. We can try to justify. We can try to say, well, you know, come up with all kinds of resistance. But that's the root of it. It's the root of it. I've watched it happen from coast to coast. Then all of a sudden, about 15, 20 years ago, a female writer came out and said, you know what? All these divorces for the past 30 years are having huge consequences in our kids. This this is not without consequence. This is real. We've torn up our society. We've created this chaos. But we don't want to admit it, do we? Pastors don't want to admit it. So they continue encouraging the divorce culture by saying it's okay for you to go and get divorced and get remarried, even though Jesus said whoever divorces their spouse causes them to commit adultery, and whoever marries the one so divorced commits adultery. Our pastors say, well, yes, but. God is love. Yes, God is love, and that's why he hates divorce. That is why. He knows why he created things the way he did. He knows how you can be blessed and walk in joy and peace and prosperity in your family. And he knows what will destroy it. But apparently we know better, don't we? From pulpit to pew, we've decided we know better. And then we have the temerity to call out to God on national days of prayer to heal our land. We're not even honest about it at all. Not honest at all. We're playing games. So then we have to resort to power politics because we will not resort to humility to obey God and repent to get things right at the root. You're beginning to see how this works. It isn't really as mysterious as it sounds. It's not really complex. When you identify the root, it's not complex at all. Now, we have complex problems that are arising, but the problem, the, the, the fundamental issue is not complex. It's very simple. Agree with God. Come into alignment with his word, his will, and his ways. And you're likely to be blessed. Your kids will be much more likely to follow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. If you do. Hmm. And it's not about going to church. Anybody can go to the church. You can walk into a garage and call yourself a car if you want to. Doesn't make you one. But you can pretend. You can identify as a car by walking into a garage. A lot of people identify as a Christian by walking into a church. Doesn't make you a Christian. But when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, oh, and we come in humility and repentance before him, 
then we're on the right track. Maybe we need to consider getting on the right track. Pediatric gender clinics have popped up now all over the country in vast numbers over the past 15 years. They're offering psychological, medical, and even surgical interventions for kids who feel uncomfortable with their biological sex. And we just talked about why they feel uncomfortable. Now, some kids are going to feel uncomfortable because somebody mocked them, somebody accused them, somebody did this, somebody did that. Yeah, those things have always been normal, always been part of human society. But there's something that's driving underneath, that's driving all of this move towards transgender identity among American youth. So what's what's the result here? As many as 300 new pediatric gender clinics have opened up in the U.S. amid soaring rates of transgender identity among adolescents, by the way, which is being driven by their teachers, many of their parents, and their counselors, and some of their pastors. If the kid feels a little abnormal, feels a little this, then all of a sudden, oh, you must be transgender. Here, let me help you quietly. Don't tell your mom. That's what's happening. Individuals seeking medical transition to the opposite sex can undergo a host of procedures, including puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, double mastectomies for females and mammoplasty for males, facial surgeries, and numerous other procedures on the genitals and reproductive system. But get this. Dr. Sidib Gallagher, a Miami-based plastic surgeon, performs 40 top surgeries every month. One or two of those is on a minor, according to the New York Times. Top surgeries. In other words, either breast removals or breast additions for transgenders. We'll talk more about this in just a moment. Stay tuned, friends, because also some money to the sonic of the globe. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. Today we're looking at the sodomization of the globe. It's not just America. Uh, It is the entire world. And therefore, what we're seeing is the direct fulfillment of Jesus' words 
there in the book of Luke, when he was describing the conditions that would take place just before his coming, his second coming. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, even so it's going to be before the second coming, before I come again. It's going to be business as usual, people marrying and giving in marriage and all those kinds of things. And people are not going to be ready. They're going to be shocked out of their minds when Christ shows up. I dare say the majority of Christians are going to be shocked out of their minds because they haven't done anything whatsoever to clean up and prepare the way of the Lord in their lives. They're going to be shocked wanting to hide their face. Then Jesus also said, as it was in the days of Lot. Lot was Abraham's nephew. When Abraham had taken his nephew Lot out of Ur of the Chaldees and finally made the journey toward the promised land, Canaan, their flocks became so numerous, so voluminous, and their herdsmen so many that they began to have strife between them. So Abraham said, look, uh, we, we don't want this. So I'll tell you what, Lot, you go either that way or this way. You go either to the east or to the west, and I'll go the other way. The Bible says that Lot, lifted up his eyes toward Sodom. And he saw, it appeared to him, that that direction, that life was going to be, shall we say, the grass was going to be greener. So he chose. He chose, the Bible says this, he pitched his tent toward Sodom. In other words, there was a direct, knowing, intentional act to pitch his tent. In other words, to set his life and direction toward Sodom. Now, I don't know what he knew about Sodom at that time. I don't know. You don't either. The Bible doesn't tell us at that point. But what it does tell us that, is that when he was there, he realized how wicked the place was. That it was wicked beyond all imagination. Beyond all imagination. And he experienced the same kind of thing that some church people about 15 years ago in San Francisco experienced. They were on a Wednesday night in their church. I don't remember what denomination it was or non-denominational. That doesn't really matter. They were on a Wednesday night. I guess it was a prayer meeting or something like that. And a whole bunch of homosexual guys got together and they began banging on the church door, screaming, we want your children. We want your children. We want your children. San Francisco, San Francisco police officers were standing all around, did absolutely nothing. Beating on the door, we want your children. Well, isn't that exactly what we're finding now? That's exactly what we're finding. The, the ultimate 
hypersexualization of our children to conform to the new LGBTQ and all the other letters after that, including transgenderism. See, And they are being compelled to be included, even in our schools. And they tell their parents, don't tell your parents what I just said. Don't tell them that I'm trying to help you to, to convert from a girl to a boy or a boy to a girl. Don't tell them. Keep it secret. Now, if you don't go along with their agenda, then you are the odd man out. And you are suspect now. This is how it works. You become suspect. In other words, you're compelled to be included so much for inclusivity. But if you don't agree... You can't be included, and therefore you must be radically excluded. And so great will that exclusion become that it will result in some of the worst persecution against Christians and Orthodox Jews that the world has ever seen. The New Agers call it being selected out it's a euphemistic term for you don't have a right to live you're destroying the peace of the planet you don't have a right to live you're an enemy of the people you don't have a right to live and the sexual issues are being used together with climate change and uh, all of these things are being used to manipulate and compel every man, woman, and child to do things, to believe things that are not true, to do things that are not consistent with God's word, will, and way. And ultimately, it will be followed up with the infamous mark of the beast. So I, I urge you to get a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. Uh, and then also Messiah, my latest book, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. Both of them, $22, on the website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia. 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. If you're getting two books or more, it's an additional $2 per book. Okay, now, we go back to these pediatric gender clinics. Here is what is really happening. It's a money machine. Dr. Sib Gallagher, a Miami-based plastic surgeon, who performs 40 top surgeries per month. And one of those is on a minor, according to the New York Times. She has performed the procedure on children aged 13 and 14. Kaiser Permanente in Oakland, a California hospital, performed 70 of these top surgeries in 2019 on teenagers aged 13 to 18. The number of trans-identifying youth has increased by more than four 
1,000% over that time period. Like most professionals, physicians and surgeons who seek to maximize their income, as Dr. Shane Taylor informed her Vanderbilt University Medical Center audience, gender medicine is highly profitable. Now we've got the money, the love of money, remember? Boasting of the profit opportunity cross-sex medical treatments present to the Vanderbilt University Medical Center. She said, it's a lot of money. These surgeries make a lot of money, she said. So a female to male chest reconstruction could bring in $40,000. A patient just on routine hormone treatment, who I'm only seeing a few times a year, can bring in several thousand dollars without requiring a lot of visits and labs. It is a money-making machine for the hospital. Vanderbilt opened its trans clinic in 2018. During a lecture the same year, Dr. Shane Taylor explained how she convinced Nashville to get into the gender transition game. She emphasized that it's a big money maker. It wasn't about caring for people. It was about making big money. Puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones have drawn considerably less attention in public outrage than gender-related surgeries, despite the serious health risks they pose. Puberty blockers cost about $1,200 per month, and an implant costs $4,500 to $18,000. Money. In addition to that, we know how students are being compelled in our schools into same-sex showers, same-sex locker rooms, same-sex bathrooms. And the parents and the kids are getting distressed. But the powers that be are compelling them, compelling them to be included in the new immorality. The new sexual promiscuity. The new realm of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's really where it is. Two Vermont high school girls did what few of their peers have dared when a biological boy who identifies as a transgender girl entered their locker room and they asked the student to leave. So the school district told the community that it is launching a harassment investigation. Into whom? Into the girl's conduct rather than the 14-year-old trans identity student's behavior. Amazing. This is how they compel you to be included or else. Parents were outraged that the school allowed such an incident to occur. These parents, bewildered as to why the school system apparently prioritizes the needs of students, who identify as transgender over the needs of their daughters. One mother compared the incident to voyeurism. He's absolutely right. Now, one father said, you know what? He went a little bit further. He did some research. John Helfont, the father of three kids, he cited Vermont's voyeurism statute, which states... No person shall intentionally view, photograph, 
film or record in any format the intimate areas of another person without that person's knowledge and consent and under circumstances in which the person has a reasonable expectation of privacy. He said, there's no exemption for schools. Emphasizing that it is a clear, clearly a law violation for a male student to view, watch a female student change her bra or underwear in a woman's locker room or bathroom. Wow. He came back and did a little teaching to the school district. The problem is that it doesn't make any difference to them. Why? Because the spirit of the age is to compel you to be included. You must conform. You must conform. And if you don't, there will be hell to pay in one way or another. You'll be excluded. You'll be investigated by the FBI as one family. Man was just uh, advancing the cause of uh, life, pro-life, and the FBI came alongside and started investigating him. Another man was invaded by a whole SWAT squad, uh, yeah, for the FBI, terrorized their family. He had done nothing wrong. This is how they compel you to conform. Now, again, we're talking about how this is being done in the sexualization of the globe, the global sodomization of the world. On the other hand, there are many other ways also that are being used. So the pressure is increasing. That's why I wrote the book, Friends, The Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure to World Reception. An $18 book, yours for $15, on the website, saveus.org. Save the pressure is on. Will you be seduced? Don't answer too quickly. God bless, be a blessing. Let's be faithful. The Lord, by His Spirit, is You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.